why would people assume or just make up things that are not true and even if they were it's I mean as you say it's my business so I definitely think that if I was a guy I would definitely not face that much hate but it's okay I mean that's what I knew when I went into this business and you have to have the strength to just look over this stuff and just you know be cool with it Okay, can I have a beat? Oh, uh, yeah. Hey everyone, it's Jesse in the house, the host from next door. Hide your spouse. Hope all is good in the neighborhood. Good to see you again. Today's talent is larger than the Big Ben. Okay, that was horrible. I should probably leave the rapping to our next guest. Today's guest is an Assyrian female rapper from Germany. She's known under the name Ruby and she's just 20 years old but she already knows exactly what she wants. Ruby just follows her passion and throughout the years she gained a lot of fans of her music. In this interview you will hear about what inspires her, her thoughts as a female in a man-dominated rap industry and her connection to the Assyrian community. Support for this week's episode of the Assyrian Podcast is brought to you by Tony Kulakarakis and the Injury Lawyers of Illinois and New York. If you know anyone that has been in a serious accident, please reach out to Tony Kalakourakis. Tony has been recognized as a top 40 lawyer and a rising star by Super Lawyers Publication and has obtained multiple multi-million dollar awards. Tony can be reached at injuryrights.com or 847-982-9516. Before you hear my interview with Ruby, I want to warn you about some language that is used in the conversation that may not be suitable for young children. And now let's hear from Ruby. Thank you so much, Ruby, for being here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad we finally made it. Ruby, you are 20 years old, right? Exactly. And you're born and raised in Augsburg, which is in the south of Germany. Yes. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Um, yeah, as you said, I was born and raised in Augsburg. When I was like four years old, I moved to I moved to Munich. And uh, I then lived there for like a year or some, but not more. We then moved back to Augsburg, me and my mom. And I went to the elementary school, then went to gymnasium, then did my diploma finally after nine years. I've always had my freedom, so I grew up on kind of on my own. I started working and go to work at the age of 15. I gave tutoring lessons, then I worked at a bakery. I then started to work as a public relations and marketing manager for the Assyrian Youth Federation in Bavaria. And after two years, I now taking care of my grandma and I kind of like do music. That's what I'm actually and mainly are doing. And yes, that's what's up. <laughs> That's so cute that you're taking care of your grandma. Thank you. Wow. So when when you were growing up in uh, Bavaria, were you connected to the Assyrian community there? I mean, you just mentioned you did a, I think, a part-time job mm -hmm. in PR, but like before when you were very young, uh, were you connected? To, like, did you went to the, we call it Hodro, the, yes. the community center? Yeah, I went there. I started, like, my mom took me to the 
the children group there and it's it was kind of like a kindergarten but like not as often as kindergarten it was like once a week children would meet there and i think it was every sunday and so i grew up definitely in the assyrian uh, youth group also when i was older i had dancing lessons assyrian dancing lessons i also went to the assyrian school to learn the language and beautiful yeah and then we went to camp ashur all together like the whole youth group kind of and we met other assyrians from germany and so each year like every uh, summer we would go there to camp ashur for a week and i think i've been to i participated in like seven or eight camps that's a lot yeah i think yeah it was like something like seven or eight so what what is camp ashur talk a little bit what what do you do there um it's kind it's super cool so you as i said you get to know a lot of assyrian people you it's like you learn a lot about our culture our history i mean we have a huge history and you learn all of the facts and then you also combine all the cultural and historical stuff with sports so there's like different groups and then you can participate in for like example sports um activities or you can do dancing lessons, or you can take uh, music lessons. It's it's very, very nice. So you went there as a teenager almost every summer? Yes, exactly. Wow. For a week. It was so cool. Oh, I believe that, because I never had that. Yeah. And I'm sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really great that you had that uh, in your childhood and your upbringing, you know. Uh, we're going to talk about your connection to the Assyrian community a little bit later, but you just mentioned you create music and I know that you're a female German rapper mm -hmm. <laughs> and a lot of people enjoy your music like you have a huge fan base tell us when did you start making music and what inspired you mm -hmm. uh, that's a good question though I started pretty early when I was like two or three years old my mom would teach me Alicia Keys songs Whitney Houston songs <laughs> and I used to sing their songs all the time then I I would go to kindergarten and when we had like shows going on, then I would sing the lead or at school, I would also like always when there was like church, I would sing the lead and stuff like that. And I love doing that. So I was like, why would I, why shouldn't I start a YouTube channel? So when I was 13, I started a super cringy YouTube channel <laughs> and I did um, music videos. I even did them without a beat so it was just a cappella me singing a cappella and it was super cringe and it was cool I was doing YouTube and stuff but I wasn't as happy with my perf performance so I then switched the channel from a music channel to a lifestyle channel then I stopped doing music and I got sick when I was 16 I wasn't able to do music anymore and sing because I had a knot in my vocal bands so I had to stop and then I talked to my doctor and he said, you're not allowed to sing. But I was like, okay, I'm not allowed to sing, but I'm allowed to rap. Oh. So I was like, okay, why should I not start rapping? And that was the time other female rappers coming up, like Cardi B, Sweetie, like a lot of like American female rapper. And I got super inspired. I was like, it's so cool that females nowadays are able to go out and do their music as a rapper not not only as a singer because it's always been like a thing that female 
only females only sing but barely yeah. ever rap i mean there's like lil kim missy elliott and people like that but but they paved the way though yeah exactly yeah. and so as i said females such as cardi b sweetie and then i started when i was like 18 i started doing my own music i started to write lyrics and Uh, went to the studio, recorded my first track, and the first track and also second and third that I recorded were actually English. So I started off as an English female rapper. Exactly, I was about to ask that, yeah. because you're just mentioning English rapper yeah. um, role models, exactly. but you rap actually in German. Mm -hmm. So I started off as an English female rapper, then switched to German, because I feel like when you're in Germany, like there's so many English female rapper already so I was like why should I not bring the culture the female rapper culture to Germany well I then switched to German and yeah now I'm a German female rapper and I definitely like being known as a German female rapper more than as an English female rapper I mean we have a lot of listeners more from you know the English speaking world yeah so for somebody that doesn't have a clue about German rap yeah we are a huge scene We, exactly. I remember when I was younger, wow, I'm 27, <laughs> when I was younger, I would listen to a lot of uh, rap rappers yeah. like Bushido and... Sido. Yeah, like it was yeah. a thing, but like you kind of grow, you, you grow out of it. Yeah. And, but I was never really introduced to a lot of female rappers or that mm -hmm. thing. And now it's just popping up more and more and more yeah. and more. Okay. So you recently finished school and now you're putting your whole focus on your music career at such a young age aren't you afraid like don't you see all these kids you know going to university and you're just here doing this risky thing um do you have a plan b um i do not have a plan b because i believe in if you make a plan b you didn't believe in plan a enough and that's why i only have a plan a i'm not talking about my plans but All I can say is I would love to take the risk and just do my music thing. And I see a lot of people like going to university, doing their thing. And I look up to those people because being a part of the system, like the real system, like going to school, finishing university, then having a job. Like the conventional life. Exactly. Yeah. It's to me, that shit is way too hard. Like I could, I couldn't do it. I couldn't because I like working. But I'll, I would want to work for something or um, up to something that makes me happy. And this conventional way, as you said, it's way too easy for me. Like, yeah. not easy in the sense of it's simple, but easy in the way of life ha has so much more to offer. And I would love to step out of this conventional way. And that's what I'm saying. And you're young, you, you have the time yeah. to do that. You're 20 years old and truly finding find your passion and then work towards it. Yeah, exactly. I love that you want to follow your passion, but let's be honest, our parents usually want us to go the safe route. So were your parents supportive with your career choice? How did your family react? Um, my mom reacted super positive because she was in music too when she was my age. She was about to sign a contract even and then got pregnant with me. And so my dad always told her, he said when I was in my mom's belly, he used to tell her that she has a superstar in her belly. So <laughs> so I kind of grew up with the idea of becoming either an actor 
actress that was always like a plan of me too or a singer or a songwriter you know so it's always been in my back in the back of my mind and my mom always used to tell me that regardless of how crazy my my dreams or my passion seems to others you can reach everything in your life so my my parents are super supportive like my mom especially she's she's super supportive she keeps telling me that i should go the way even if other people are telling me not to or be saying that it's not possible to reach something with your music she keeps saying do it don't listen to others just listen to yourself and god and god will lead you and also my dad he keeps showing my music to his friends and <laughs> i love to see that he enjoys my music it makes me so happy because my dad is super critical but yeah um and the rest of my family i guess first all of them were a bit skeptical but when you when you're bringing su success home and when they see that you're growing then i guess they just adapt to it and they kind of become supportive too yes yeah because they have the feeling oh she knows what she's doing yeah exactly but you just like your mom sounds very cool like yeah. your parents in general how young are they they, they sound like millennial uh, parents so yeah. did your mom grow up in germany um, yeah my parents both uh, were born and raised in germany and that makes the huge difference wow. so you're the second generation yeah born in germany exactly that's the difference exactly so my parents went to school in germany they had they did not grow up in the Assyrian community a lot my mom more than my dad so they had german friends they had friends like foreign friends so i guess if if you're a part of this German lifestyle, you become more modern. They did the normal jobs, they did the normal school. You know, they yeah. they were they are practically they're Germans. Yeah. And theoretically they they have a German passport, so they are Germans. Um of course their cultural background is being Assyrian, but they are Germans. They grew up as yeah, Ge yeah exactly. Yeah, so it. that's the point. Like I guess that's why they're so modern. Yeah, I, I can see that with my family too because my mom was eight years old when she came, mm -hmm. and that's already a huge difference compared to people that went to school in yeah. Turkey, like from Turabdin, and then came here. Yes. So that, that yeah, that really makes a difference. Mm -hmm. I, I can understand now why your parents are also understanding your lifestyle yeah. way better than others yeah exactly and they also like listen to the modern music my dad especially he listened to a lot of hip-hop so he keeps telling listen to those beats and maybe you can get some inspiration from the old stuff oh, wow. and put it into new stuff exactly. so, so yeah you said your mom introduced you to alicia keys I yeah mean, the usual is your mom introduces you to juliana Jindo. exactly <laughs> so that's the point so i grew up with modern music and i guess that's just that influences you and your lifestyle Wow, that's really interesting. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit more about your mom because I saw when I did research about you, I saw her Instagram because she's commenting under your videos yes. and sharing her support. <laughs> and then I looked at her Instagram page yes. and it says best-selling author, cancer survivor. Yes. And she also has a lot of followers. Um, yes. What kind of personality is she? Like, what is she doing? Um, my mom is an author. She wrote a book. It's called um, Cancer is a Chance. If you hear that kind of title, you'd be 
very like shocked or maybe like hmm, yeah usually it's like no chance to cancer yeah say no to cancer or stuff like that but my mom says that every disease is a chance a new chance a chance to change the way of living because my my mom has this theory that a disease does not come from anywhere it comes because of a reason and maybe to bring you back into or teach you what's really important in life important in life like health or your connection maybe to god or stuff like that like what really is important and she just teaches in her book how to not focus on the disease but more of what's important in life that we should be grateful for what we have because in our society we forget how blessed we are mm-hmm. especially we the first world countries are most of the time the most oppressive countries because they do not value what they actually have and she's telling about this issue and and explains how you can how to prevent diseases by just being grateful and thanking god for your blessings and yeah that's what she talks about in her book and how she uh survived her cancer by only believing in in her health and that she's going to be all right because doctors told her that she has not more than five years like five years would be great and she had two children like me and my brother as a mom of two little children it's pretty hard to to hear that you are going to die and and not see them growing up yes yes exactly and so she said no i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna die i want to live and so she started to be more grateful to believe in her health and got a stronger connection to God and yeah that's what she's telling me all the time go but go with God and always be grateful for what you have wow yeah that's really inspirational so she's just like you know what cancer i'm not doing this with you exactly because i have two kids yeah i have better things to do let me change my mindset and wow yeah truly an inspiration yeah okay going back to your music and specifically rap you know that rap is like so much about storytelling and some of the best rappers take you through a struggle or finding a way out of struggle Mm -hmm. through the written word Do you have a specific style when you rap and do you aim to tell a story through your raps? Um, I'm not really trying to tell a story or stories about my life. Um, I mean, maybe later when when I have the kind of audience and the people that are really interested in my stuff. Um, but right now I'm actually talking about certain topics of my life like hustle or, you know, how to become the person you want to be if for example by uh, following your dreams or being more productive stuff like that and that's what i'm trying to do like to motivate people in a fun way in a fun way exactly like i'm trying to entertain also like that's the rap game i mean you try you were not just uh, talking about flowers and the beautiful blue sky (laughs) nah that's not what's up but uh, i mean you're also like sometimes it's it's a bit um fiercy and like you're being a bit sassy and that's cool because that's what a female is in a kind of way and that's what i am you want to be provocative yeah exactly and so it's a mixture but i do try to definitely like at least the message should be always the motivational thing and in regards to my style i actually 
do trap. So hard trap, fast trap. Trap? Trap, yeah. What is trap? Trap is like rap, but a harder type of rap. Can you make an example? I mean, rap is probably more focused on lyrics, while trap is more focused on the, the ways of the beats. They are different to regular rap beats. Rap beats is like, as you like beatbox or... Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. And like, you know what? Let's play an example. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. So that was rap. Yeah. And now this is trap. Drop top, drop top, smoking on cooking the hot box. Cookies, fucking on your bitch, yeah, that, that, that. Cooking up dope in the crock pot pot. We came from nothing to something, nigga. Exactly. Uh, so trap and drill. Drill is like a new kind of wave in Germany. Drill has actually been in, in the music scene for like, I hope I'm not lying right now, but it's like seven or eight years old. It's a pretty new style in rap. It's darker, it's even darker than trap. And I try, because the wave is coming to Germany slowly, and I'm trying to... I, I was trying to hop rap. on the wave. Yes, exactly. Yeah. To hop on the wave because I like the style. The darker it is, the better for me. I don't okay. know why. I am actually a pretty like positive person, but I like aggressive rap. I guess. Du hast von mir überdritten. Willst du was wissen? Dann frag mich bitte. Du willst aufsteigen? Du willst, dass ich quitte? Dein Hype wird zu Asche wie Glue von der Kippe. Weißt du, weißt meine Style? Du pusht meine Scheiße und du findest mich geil. Ich bin der Kind, ich mein Vibe. Schieb keine Filme wie Amazon Prime. So one of the co-hosts asked if you could talk a little bit about your process, how you create a track. Do you come up with something in the bus and write it on paper like Eminem in Eight Mile, or do you like what is the process? Um, there's a lot of different ways to be honest, like. What, sometimes I come up with an idea, then I write it down, as I, as you just said, uh, in the bus, and I'm or while I'm driving, I'm like, damn, that could be a dope line. So I write it down in my in my notes. But when I'm in the studio, most of the time I come up with the lyrics during the studio session. So when I'm with, for example, another um, rapper, or when when I'm doing a feature track, we just meet in the studio. And then we listen to a beat and then we do our lyrics. And when I'm at home on my own, because I have a home studio, I just I just record my stuff and improvise on the flow. And then afterwards, I add the lyrics on the flow. That was my second question, because yeah. uh, that's always something that I'm um, asking myself is, do you have a beat first or do you have the lyrics first? When I started off doing music, I actually had the lyrics first, then had the beat. But if you do some, something like that, you would have to have a producer who does a beat for you the way that you've been uh, imagining the beat yeah. to be. So, and because I do not always have a producer to do beats for me, but rather people to, that send me beats, I most of the time just pick a beat and then do the lyrics on it. Cool. Mm -hmm. well, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then you have the beat and you have the lyrics and what? You have your own studio? What do you do? Um. So I started to record myself a year ago because in in the part of Germany where I come from, the music industry is not as big. So and In the it, south. Yeah, exactly. In the south of Germany, it's not that big. And if you have a studio, they cost a lot. 
So I was like, all right, before I'm getting myself into depths and depths and depths, yeah. I rather choose to just do my own thing. And I bought myself an interface, a microphone. That's the only thing that I have. I do not even have loudspeakers or something. I just record myself with my headphones on and then send it to the person that mixes it. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that's the beginning. You're going to yeah. grow and you're going to own more th equipment exactly. as you go like it costs a lot of money yeah you have to earn does. that money first certainly yeah. yeah so you recently published your latest uh, single which is called checkmate yeah shahmat mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that because that looks like a high production yeah uh, definitely producing a single on your own as an independent artist is pretty expensive if you're not having like a team and just do and pay everything on your own, it's getting pretty expensive. And the production itself, it's a lot of work though, it is, but it makes fun because that's the passion. And I love also like directing my videos, all the videos, like everything that I, that I publish is directed by myself. And uh, the person that does my videos cuts all of them, but I tell him... You are the creative person, the mind behind exactly. it. Exactly, like I'm telling him, bro, I want this, this and that, and I want you to add this and that. And so it's us both like working on this project. Yeah, and to it's a me, team. Exactly, and to me, every single is a project, like not only a single, it's a whole project because you have to... You have to think about all the people that play part in the video. Um, for example, in Checkmate, I had ballerinas dancing behind me. And that's a cool story because people were saying like, bro, we don't get why you added ballerinas. And that's a funny story because we we filmed this scene where I grew up. Like that's the park that I grew up in. And um, both of the girls are from my old dance school because oh. I used to do ballet too. So I was like, I want to let like to add this vision of me earlier doing ballet and but growing up in the hood because i grew up in the hood of of augsburg like that's like the bad part the ghetto yeah so i wanted to have this contrast you know people seeing the difference between like the hood and the beautiful ballet life like checkmate is like contrast also oh, you're showing the old and the new exactly yeah okay you mentioned you do have some provocative content and you know you appear as this fierce woman and I was thinking are there some barriers female rappers have faced over the years and do you feel like there are things male rappers can say and do and get away with it but if a woman says them or does them people judge them for it. Um, so in the female rapper industry definitely like if you just see Cardi B she was like she started like a revolution because she was like one of the first or like Lil Kim. They were like first female rappers that were was being sexy. And before them, no one really did that. And they kind of brought a new wave, but they had to face a lot of um, judge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they were judged for what they're doing. And slut shamed, body exactly. shamed. Exactly. That's what happens a lot. And with boys that doesn't like... There are, like, the boy, I mean, DJ Khaled, for example, he is super overweight, but he keeps posing as he wants. No one's gonna judge him or hate him for that or body shame him because that's, that, that's just the way he is. And it's super funny, but if a woman does that or a female rapper does that, she's gonna be judged for what she's doing, for showing her body. And um, I think we just talked about that web thing 
uh, Wet as Pussy by uh, Megan Estallion and Cardi B and they both had the backlash of their life and a lot of shitstorm for the single because people were saying that this is not the way women should pose or women should be showing themselves and yeah I mean it's a bit controversial but I think it's not fair to say a woman should do not this should do not that but rather do this and that because no one tells a boy what to do no one tells a boy uh, bro you should not be talking about bitches and you should not talk because boys keep saying bitches slut shame Since blah blah forever. blah forever exactly so why if a woman then shows her body and 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 just feels free exactly then they're confident women and they're not trying to hide anything so why would people then shitstorm and hate on them like that's to me that's just super unfair but that's just the way the society is and i guess as a german female rapper it's even worse because in germany even more people judge And the judgment is... Yeah, they're more open in America. Yeah. yeah. Here in Germany, the people are very narrow-minded, and especially when it comes to women and their freedom. So it's not easy as a female rapper because you are getting a lot of backlash. I mean, there are a lot of people that be saying, like, why would she post stuff like that? And, I mean, I've had experiences where people sent my pictures to me instead of to friends, and then we're talking bad things about me and then later they they said i'm so sorry like oh so they they were trying to send it to a friend, friend but accidentally sent it to me uh. and then talked trash on me and i was like i'm i feel sorry for this these people that they're so like super narrow-minded or have this feeling of hatred towards me because all i'm doing is i'm doing me i'm doing my stuff I'm not trying to like... You're not harming anybody. Nope. So why would people try to hate on that, on my vision or on me? You, um, do, you do have a different lifestyle. Exactly. And they can't cope with that. I guess, I guess. And I feel sorry for But If you were people. a guy, do you think it would be completely different? I mean, definitely. If I was a guy, I would definitely not be body shamed as much. They would not call me a whore or uh, a slut or a bitch or whatever i mean i've never had a boyfriend but people be assuming stuff like that like me wh whoring around uh through my city and through other um, based on you yeah, just on your music and exactly you and the stuff that i'm telling but like i'm not even rapping about me having sex or something like that because that's not my lifestyle you know what i'm saying that and so and even if you do It's not a, their business. Like, it's exactly. And I mean, why would people assume or just make up things that are not true? And even if they were, it's, I mean, as you say, it's my business. So I, I definitely think that if I was a guy, I would definitely not face that much hate. But it's okay. I mean, that's what I knew when I went into this business. And you have to have the strength to just look over this stuff. And just, you know, be cool with it. And I think this is something that people not really considering when when they have an opinion about you. Yeah. Besides you doing your music and your videos and everything, you're putting yourself out there. Yeah. So many people are watching you. Mm -hmm. and if you have, I mean, even just on Instagram, you have 12,000 followers. Yeah. Around. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of people just looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. And most of them are not your friends. So thank you. 
You're a brave girl. And I just recently watched something where somebody said, you know, if you are not in the arena fighting, you are not even part of the conversation. Yeah, exactly. But I guess people on the internet do not get that. And, and there is a comment section, so they take advantage of this comment section. And most of the time, or like, I wouldn't say most of the time, because most of the time it's love in my in my comment section and I'm so grateful that I have such a beautiful community with people that really love me and me for being me but sometimes people take advantage of this comment section in a negative way and they are saying bad things but as I said it's just the business and you cannot always expect people to love the stuff that you do it's just not the Real reality talk. speaking of community the majority of your fan base is are non-Assyrians. Um, do you think in the future, because you don't do it right now, do you want to include the Assyrian narrative in your music? You know, we like talk a bit topics about genocide, survival, diaspora, survival, the immigrant life. Do you think that is a story that you could connect with your rap? And do you think your non-Assyrian listeners would be interested? I definitely think they would be interested. And that's why I'm trying to grow a base and I'm trying to me myself grow before I start talking about such a, a sensitive topic. And I really want people to listen to me. And that's why I'm right now I'm not speaking on this topic a lot on my social media, especially not in my music, because I really want people to understand the topic first before I actually talk about it in my music because stuff like that can easily misunderstood because if you look up Assyrians there's also a lot of bad and negative things on the internet that people might think like huh, uh, why is she talking in a positive way about it when we learned at school that there were bad people who killed other I mean that's part of our history and that's what they taught us at school and I had to tell my teacher uh, look, there is also different things about us. Yeah. And before I do that, I really want to enlighten people and tell them, okay, look, this is actually who we are and talk on about the and topic. And this is us today. Exactly. And not like not talk about Assyrians in my song, then people look it up and be like, why is she talking about them in a positive so, so way? So you're taking like baby steps. You exactly. Wanna, you want to you know get confident more in your music yeah. or your fan base become somebody when people like your music they not necessarily like what you're talking in your personal life exactly so you want to grow as a person first and then yeah when you feel like you you have a strong back yeah you then want to share a little bit more about what your identity is exactly because i love my identity so i definitely am not shy to talk about it i'm just saying that if you talk about that topic and you have a voice that people would love to listen and what about your assyrian fans do you do you have a large do you feel like you have a lot of assyrians um you know listening to your music having your back or that's a hard topic because i feel like from the usa when i went to the usa people were very positively speaking about it and they were like yeah keep doing it and that's so cool that there is like a female rapper in germany doing like being in a syrian and but in germany over here if there are people that support me from our culture then they be very supportive but it's just like a very 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 little like minority minority yes why and do you think is that 
I think the reason is that in the Assyrian community, the things that I do are seen as controversial or it's something that they can't relate to. I mean, I totally understand. They grew up under completely different circumstances and something like a female rapper or a woman raising their voice has just become a thing. So I understand that people from our society do not understand or can't relate to what I'm doing. So, And I guess that's the problem because singing is always like an emotion. It's very beautiful. But rapping, on the other hand, is like fierce. You talk about topics that are controversial. It's rebellious. Yeah. And, yeah. It's like not this good girl type of image. It's more of a like bad girl type of image. And it's just an image. It's not the reality, but still, even if it was, it's cool. Yeah. But, um, and that's, and people immediately start to judge. Another factor or reason is that from the people that came to Germany, from Turah Abdin, for example, they came as um, farmers. farmers and shepherds, yeah. and they did. Like no access to education. Yeah. Even if it was very bad education. So they did not really know what it's like in Germany and they came here and had to work immediately they didn't even learn the language and so they stayed in their circles and that's I mean that's perfectly understandable like I probably would be the same I would say with my people because that's where you feel safe I mean that's just the way it is and you have to accept it and I'm just glad that I have parents that accept me for who I am and I'm not doing something super extraordinary i'm just trying to live my passion and just do what i love to do i'm not doing any harm to anybody and as long as i mind my business i guess i just have to live with the backlash it's just the way it is <laughs> just the way it is it's, that's just the way yeah. it is well your community is listening now we have students from all around the world listening to this podcast every week so is there a specific thing that you want to tell them? First of all, I love you guys and I'm so glad and thankful that you're listening to this. If I could tell them something, it's definitely not to be prejudiced to accept the person that is in front of you and maybe just listen to them, listen what's their what's their passion, what are they living for? And just try to have more empathy for people that try to reach their goals, even if it does not fit into your imagination of the Assyrian girl or boy or whatever. Um, but I can definitely see a difference from 10 years ago till now. So I do see that people are changing and changing their way of thinking. So I guess... We'll have to wait in another 10 years and maybe <laughs> until then, <laughs> girls in rap, Assyrian girls in rap are going to be a normal thing. We don't know. And another thing that I want to say is don't be afraid of other people's opinion. If you really want to do something, just do it. Like try to do it. If you then feel uncomfortable, okay, you can, you know, you can stop it. But try it out. If you really have a passion for something, then try it. Because... You only live this life and then, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Maybe it's going to be the greatest decision of your life. So risk something. And yeah, that's just what I want to say. Because I know, and I can tell that from my personal experience, that I know it's hard and I know there's a lot of backlash. 
But at the end of the day, I'm always happy that I did and gone the way that I am going right now. And I mean, I'm, I'm still at the beginning. I'm not somewhere where I want to be, but I'm on my way and I definitely know it's the right way. So just do what you want to do. Are you sure that you're 20 years old? Because when I was 20 years old, I was not preaching <laughs> such golden words. I was playing in mud. <laughs> Thank you. No, I guess when you go through a lot as a teenager, I guess you grow and you kind of realize what are the real important things in life and what is not so important. And other people's opinion is definitely something not that important. But it's not even that. I think really your generation now, um, Generation Z, is trying to live a much more authentic life than people back then and you're really paving the way for the future generations like just do your thing yeah and you're paving the way for like i don't know any syrian female german rapper <laughs> and uh, you're the first one and i think that's really really beautiful that you're just doing your thing Thank you. and i hope other people that are listening to this get inspired And they're not afraid to be, you know, judged and just do what your heart desires. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ruby. Thank you.